If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Thank you for stopping by the Hoarding Solution Podcast and checking out what we are talking about today. And today I am going to talk about a topic that I see people frequently struggling with if they are a person that has a hoarding issue. And I just want to address this in a way that I hope will help people understand why we have concerns when we see someone that has a hoarding issue. And so I am going to share something around the idea that actually we don't hate you and we don't want you to throw all your stuff away. And I'll get to that a little more as I go through this because it's something I hear commonly for folks that are struggling with hoarding issues. And I'm just going to share a little bit around what I see as part of the problem and how we can do a little work on actually improving and doing things better for people that are struggling with hoarding issues. And so I think part of the issue that we face as people, as humans, is how we approach the hoarding issues. And the main thing is, is that hoarding is not only about the stuff. It's not only a stuff issue. It's a human issue as well. And when I've entered discussions with people who don't think they have a hoarding problem, I typically encounter a lot of resistance Many people encounter resistance um, when we start talking about hoarding because the person doesn't, in general, think they have a problem. And so there's a lot of resistance when we talk about the need to address it. And also the idea that someone might actually want to help the person with a hoarding issue and not harm them. And so there is this conception, this idea that um, that we are trying to destroy everything that that person owns. And that is not the objective for people who actually want to help. And I've had people say to me, well, you want me to throw all my stuff away. And the person that hoards has this common perception during the conversation that that is what we are telling them or what they want, the result we would like them to achieve. And you may not say those words. Those words frequently have not come out of anyone's mouth in that conversation. But the perception remains that if we bring up the hoarding issue, that the main thing we want the person to do is throw everything away. And in general, that is not what is being said. That's not the goal That's not the objective at all. And so I pose this thought to ponder, how do we help a person with a hoarding issue understand that we do not hate them and we don't want to throw it all away? And in my own journey, what I have found is the way we approach it makes a difference. 
are we looking at it from a human perspective? Are we looking at it from all the humans that are impacted? Because if you have one person that has a hoarding issue, they are impacting other people, whether it's people that live with them, their neighbors, friends, family, maybe it's other peripheral people like first responders or inspections or things like that. So they're a person that hoards frequently says, I'm not hurting anyone. And while in a broad sense, they potentially are not, the potential is that they are and don't realize it. And that's very true for many of us who have some sort of issue we need to deal with. We don't always realize that our issue is impacting other people around us. And that's very true in hoarding and other chaotic situations as well. And I think part of our job also is to normalize the fact that most people have some degree of clutter in their space, in their life, in their home. It might be one closet that they can shut the door on, but either way, we all generally have some sort of clutter. And I think it's important to recognize that there is a spectrum and you can either have everything put away or sometimes you might have nothing put away, but we all kind of fall somewhere on that spectrum of clutter. So I think it's valuable to recognize that all people deal with this in some way. It's just that at sometimes it's more extreme. Other times it's less extreme. And another part that I see that we need to really focus on is the education aspect um, of what hoarding is or what clutter is. And I think part of the reason people struggle with throwing things away or discarding them or dealing with their things is because they don't fundamentally understand um, words like trash or garbage or junk. Like there is a misconception of what that actually is. And, in, and there are times when it is things that actually need to be thrown away. It just, it just is the way it is. And that's a hard concept for people that hoard frequently to understand that while they may place a lot of value on a certain item, that does not mean anyone else does. And there's not going to be a whole lot that the person that hoards can do to shift that perspective of the other person. And so there is a need to understand what that actually is. And the thing I have found is that most people who do not have a hoarding issue, but have stuff in general, will use terms interchangeably stuff junk trash garbage they don't necessarily mean that whatever they're dealing with is garbage or trash they just mean it's stuff in their life or in their way or in their space that they have to look at manage and deal with and i think having that understanding could help people that hoard recognize that those words other people use interchangeably it, it does not mean we look at everything you own, just like you look at everything we own and don't automatically think it needs to get thrown out. But I think there is a misconception around the verbiage, the language that we're using. And so I think it's valuable to recognize that if I'm talking about stuff or junk, and I'm talking about my own items and my own things in my space, that I don't mean I'm throwing all that away or that it's all junk or all garbage. It just means it's stuff that I need to deal with. And I think when we enter these conversations that setting the tone 
in that initial conversation with a person who has the hoarding issue can go a long way in even having future conversations about their needs and what is required for them in their space. And if you have a house, an apartment, a building, you could have a trailer, a car, a camper, a cabin, a shed, a truck, anything could potentially become overly stuffed with things. And when it's at that point, it can be overwhelming and difficult to manage it. So I think it's important to recognize that there's this tipping point when it goes from clutter to hoarding to overwhelm, and now you can't manage it for whatever reason. And if you are trying to address the issue, if you need to fix or correct any issue in these overcrowded vessels, whether it's your house or a vehicle or shed, then you have to clear out the stuff. Like you have to figure out what you're going to keep, what you're going to discard, what you're going to donate. Maybe you have a burn bag. Like there are ways to downsize your items and then you organize what remains. And I do see where there's some education needed for the person that hoards and around what they would actually want to keep or um, donate or discard. But primarily, if we're talking about things that they want to keep, we want to look at how can they keep things that won't attract a pest or rodents or vermin into the storage space, into their space. Um, And it's important to understand that things like newspapers can draw roaches. It's important to understand that if you have a lot of debris or actual used food containers and garbage outside of your residence, that that is going to attract rodents. And it's very important to understand that that's a problem. And if you don't think you have a problem, but others are pointing out that there are um, pests in your space, or there's holes in your floor, or there's holes in your ceiling, and that if pests are getting in, then it's necessary to look at what is going on in your space to get it safe and to get it healthy for everyone. And I would like to also mention that for many people that hoard, that and others, there's a lot of us that focus on the idea of recycling, that whole reduce, reuse, recycle. And while that is valuable and important, there, there is a problem in that often, sometimes things that have been hoarded for an extreme period of time aren't going to be able to be recycled. And people can spend a ridiculous amount of time cleaning and scrubbing and doing all this stuff in a for a container that's 20 years old it's dry rotted and there's no way it's going to be able to be recycled given the state it's in so you could rinse it and clean it and do all the stuff and put it in the recycle bin but because of the state of that item it actually would not be something you could recycle it would have no value and you understand that if you are a person that recycles that If garbage gets in the recycle, then often you can't even recycle what is in there that would technically be something you could 
get into a recycling aspect. And so often what the person that hoards doesn't realize is that by insisting on cleaning and rinsing and sorting and putting things that technically need to go in the trash into the recycle bin, that they're creating a lot more work for themselves and for anyone else that might have to go through that recycle bin and recognize that, hey, this is too old or this is actually something that must be thrown away because it, of the age of the item or that it's dry rotted. And so essentially you end up wasting your time and other people's time because of your insistence on cleaning out something that technically is not something that can be recycled. And so I see a lot of spinning of wheels sometimes because of that given situation. And so that's another component I find around what needs to happen as far as educating people. And I have a couple of, of examples of things that really they've lived their life, they've served their purpose, and honestly, it's time for it to go. And one of those things is takeout containers. If you've gone, you've gotten food, you've eaten the food, you've used that as your plate a couple times, and just throw it out. Like there is no need to rinse and save and store it in the corner because it's it's used up its purpose. It's done. So you can actually just discard that and throw it away. Another example I see is like when you get packages of soup and you've used the package and you've eaten the food and now you're storing the little soup bag on your coffee table or whatever for future use. And truly, it's okay to throw that away because you've cooked the food, eaten the food. And frankly, there's not really a reasonable reason to keep that thing around. And it just provides clutter. And if you have any kind of pest issue, it draws more pests in by keeping around food items that have residue that can attract rodents or can attract other critters. So the similar thing can go with like tin cans or after you've taken the food out or fed the cats and you could reasonably rinse that can immediately and put it in a recycle bin if your area does that. And so that is a way to recycle. But if the tin cans are really old and you've never rinsed them and now it's 10 years later and you want to rinse them to recycle them, a, that's a lot of work, and B, by this time, they probably are not something that could be recycled. And so you can save time by just tossing those older items. And one other piece I want to mention, and I really do want to reiterate the idea that this is not about throwing everything away. This is not about anger or hate or any of it. It's about your health, your safety, not only the person that hoards, but any people around them impacted by it. Anyone like myself, the adult kid of parents that hoard that are going into that space. If you're a youth living in that home, if you are a spouse impacted by hoarding, you are impacted by this behavior. And people who hoard, anyone I should say who has an issue and they don't recognize it, really we don't want to be confronted by it. But the truth of the matter is, is that there needs to be some caring confrontation if someone is completely unable to use their space the way it's intended. They cannot bathe because the shower is full of newspapers. 
They cannot cook in their kitchen because the stove is covered with takeout boxes. There is a problem. And I can tell you that silence does not solve it. And walking away from it, shaking our head, that frequently happens. But it also isn't enough to cause change. And causing change is what needs to happen. And part of the first thing you have to recognize is that hoarding is a problem. Hoarding is an issue. If you have a hoarding issue, you are impacting other people. You are potentially hurting other people. And it's time for people to recognize that that behavior is a public health issue. It is a public health crisis. And as many of us have been home for the good year, there are people that haven't gotten out as much. There are people who have ordered more things. There are people who were on an inspection schedule and haven't been on one. And so there is a looming crisis of hoarding issues headed our way. It's probably already here. We just don't know it yet because we haven't accessed some of those spaces in quite some time. And we need to talk about how are we going to deal with this issue because people will face eviction and homelessness and a crackdown on what's required to remain in their space. And that's coming up. And if you've got a hoarding issue, you aren't doing yourself any favors by pretending that you don't. And the other part of this is that if you walk into a hoarding situation, you have to recognize A, that it's about people, B, it's about trauma, C, it's about stuff, and D, it can take a lot of time to clear out a hoarded space. The level of speed is often much slower, but the level of action required to actually clean up a hoarded space is a lot. The person that hoards and has that lack of awareness can be a huge obstacle in a hoarding situation. And so it's very valuable to educate, talk about it, have a conversation, look at safety. What can we actually do? But keep in mind that you might go in thinking, this, I could clear this room in the morning. Four hours will be done. Chances are eight hours later, you're probably still working on the same room because it can take a lot longer to go through a lot of stuff. And often the person that hoards needs to see what they have. They need to look at it, touch it. They need to be involved with the decision. And that is a skill that you are helping that person develop. So it's very valuable to be aware of what you are doing, what you're walking into, and the fact that whatever timeline you have established might be a starting point but it may not be what actually happens as you clear that space. So I look at this more of a educational public service announcement around what's actually going on and some of the issues that are coming up for people that have a hoarding issue. And I also think it's valuable to reiterate the idea that all people deal with some sort of clutter in general and that it isn't necessarily an over-the-top diagnosis of hoarding disorder, it's just clutter sometimes. Sometimes it is about the fact that a person's health declined and now they're physically not able to maintain their space. There are so many considerations and I look at hoarding as like this, 
enormous onion with lots of layers. And as you dive more into it, you're going to come across more issues, more things, more questions. How do you, how do you deal with this issue? And so while it's valuable to have a plan and some strategy, you have to also look at the situation and what's going on in that individual situation and develop things that will help that person, whether they need to move, whether they're going to stay put, whether you need to have ongoing maintenance, maybe you need to get an inspection schedule in place. Like there are so many things we can do to help people in these situations. And so I just thank you for taking the time to listen. I invite you to join us in the Hoarding Solution Group. If you are struggling with issues, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And you can also find us at The Hoarding Solution on both Facebook and Instagram. And you can visit the website, thehoardingsolution.com, which will also lead you to the blog and the podcast and some other things. So thanks for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast. Remember that we care about the people in hoarding situations. We want you to be safe and healthy and in your home as long as possible. And that is the message that people need to hear. But we also have to address the issue and we can't just walk away because that doesn't solve the problem. But we can use kindness, compassion, group effort to make it a better situation for everyone. So thank you for being here. Thank you for taking a listen and I wish you a great day. The Today I Decide Mental Health Summit will be held virtually on Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. This summit is designed to provide hope and to show others that they are not alone in overcoming mental health challenges. Mental health issues plague many people in our world, and we may not always know that until it is too late. This summit is bringing awareness to mental health issues providing a place for discussion, awareness, and resilience solutions. We've got many amazing speakers uh, lined up sharing their stories of overcoming struggle and resilience. I'm very honored to be one of the speakers for this amazing event. I invite you to join us. You can find more information with our hashtag, TodayIDecide. And you can also find more details and check out the great sponsorship options at veteranssocialsummit.com. Thank you so much for being willing to be a part of the solution.